All right, three, two, one. What is up? Ev- <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> Lock it up, dude. Lock it up. It's going to be Dez's new bit. I'm going to say three, two, one, and he's going to. All right, here we go. Three, two, one. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Beyond the Diamond Podcast here on the Apollo Podcast Network. Brian Lima, Apollo Dez here with you. Follow us on Twitter at BLima790, at Apollo Dez1, and of course, at Apollo HOU. We got a lot to get into. The Astros making a bunch of moves as we make our way into September. Justin Verlander placed on the 15-day IL. Jake Myers option to AAA. Brandon Belak has been recalled to take the place of Justin Verlander. J.J. Matichevic been recalled from AAA to take the place of Jake Myers. Hunter Brown added to the taxi squad. Uh, there's a report out that, is it Yanir Diaz? Yanir. Say the what? J. What is it? Jiner. Jiner. It's, it's Jiner? Yes. Like the Ys are J's. J in Spanish. Yeah. Jeanier. Diaz. You just say Diaz. Yeah, Diaz uh, is gonna also going to be called up when September rosters expand, which is uh, on Thursday of this week as we record this on Tuesday. So, Des, let's start with Justin Verlander. Um, do you have the diagnosis in front of you? Because I can't even pronounce it. Can you, can you dig into that for us? Yeah, it was a uh, fascial disruption. Um, it comes from the Latin word um, <laughs> fascism, and we just dis- disrupted it. They did it in World War II, and it's happening again in 2022. Um, we dodged a major bullet. His calf seems fine, no major tear. Um, I think he he went on. He actually did a Zoom with the media uh, about an hour ago from this recording, and he said he felt like he got lucky and they dodged a bullet. So, um, all in all. You never want to see your ace exit the third inning of a game, and you never want to wait 36 hours before you hear what's wrong. But it looks like we dodged a bullet, and he should be ready for uh, October. Yeah, and and speaking of Verlander, he talked on that Zoom meeting that just happened, like Des mentioned. He said, quote, the doctor said there was an injury, but when it comes to calf injuries, we dodged a bullet here. It's more than the fascia than it's more the fascia than the muscle, which is fortunate. Fascia heals much faster. This was about as good a news as we could have gotten, end quote. So, yeah, dodged a bullet, man. I think one of the scary things is when you think of calf injuries, thanks to what we saw from Kevin Durant over in the NBA a couple of seasons ago, um, a lot of people thought he blew his calf out when, indeed, he ruptured his Achilles. So, definitely dodged a bullet. Scary to to think that the Astros' best pitcher, the AL Cy Young, and I'm calling it now, I think we all know that he's going to win the Cy Young, uh, is now on the 15-day IL, but we got some good news. So, man, just uh, the Astros are going through so many different injuries, through so many different guys. It's uh, it's good to hear that it doesn't seem like it'll be too big of a deal. Yeah, I think I think a big thing, too, is that you did the moves you didn't make, right? Like if you would have traded a Luis Garcia or a Jose Urquidy at the at the deadline and Verlander got more banged up than what they're saying now, you would have been in a really tight spot. You would probably be relying on a Hunter Brown, a rookie, making a month worth of starts, and then hey, you're you're also pitching in the playoffs. So a lot of times throughout the season, teams like to and fan bases like to be like the moves that were made 
a lot of times the moves that weren't made are things that, you know, don't show up in the championship parade, but people get confetti and champagne and rings anyway. So uh, I think we made dodge the bullet and at the deadline and now for sure. Yeah. And then talking about uh, the injury to Verlander, you said it was retroactive to yesterday, which is um, I don't have the no, it's retroactive. The 29th, so we're recording this here on Tuesday, the 30th. 15-day um, IL. It's a minimum 15 days. It's not a 10-day. It's 15 because it's a minimum, excuse me, 15 four pitchers in Major League Baseball. What does the rotation look like? They shifted back to a five-man because they have some, you know, uh, more days off. It's a lighter part of the schedule. What does the rotation have to look like? Hunter Brown is going to be added to the taxi squad or has already been added to the taxi squad. He will be on the big league roster when it comes to September 1st. Um, his last two starts, scheduled two starts, they moved him from the starters role into a more bullpen role. Obviously, that was for a reason because we're probably going to see him come out of the bullpen role to start um, his major league career. But do you think, Des, there's any chance that he gets a start? Uh, he might, but I think it's just Johnny Holstaff right now. I think yeah. the best thing about this injury in particular and if you're going to frame it in the glass half full is you're going to get a lot of guys that get extended Javier's probably now back out of the pin in the rotation he's in the now stay extended Luis is be extended obviously Lance and obviously your Kitty and Framber you know already staples of the of the staff but um also the young guys are going to get some bullets uh Belax is probably going to get some bullets Hunter Brown's going to get some bullets um and then we go from there. Seth Martinez and get some bullets. So like, I think it's almost good going into late September into October that the eyes are getting ramped up and they're not just sitting around. Um, obviously when you have a Justin Verlander starting, that's seven innings of, of work that your star is going to get. And then it's going to go to your big dogs in the pen to, to bring home the W. So I think it's a, in the grand scheme of things, it allows more guys to be more dialed and, you know, some guys can emerge. If Hunter Brown becomes this weapon out of the pen, uh, and I'll put this on producer Josh, I just thought of it. Corbin Burns, I believe, came up as a reliever in like 2017, 2018, before he was an actual starter because it was the same situation. He just didn't fit in the rotation. Um, that could be something that he's getting. He's getting big moments in, in hell. Use him in high leverage spots. Yeah, use them in, in tight spots. Let them grow like baptism by fire. Yeah, right. uh, Corbin Burns came up in 2018. Uh, he started. Uh, he started zero games. He came into 30 games as a reliever. 2018, he had a 2.61 ERA. 2019, he also came into 32 games as a reliever. He only started or he started four games and was in 32 games total. 2020, he didn't start starting until 2020, and he was still he still came into the bullpen a few times. So there 2021 was his first full year as a starter. The form was there. Yeah, I, I think with Hunter Brown, you said it exactly right. Uh, throw him in the fire and, and, and let him figure it out. Um, put him in high leverage spots. If you can find a spot for him to maybe start a game, do that. Bring him out of the bullpen. Let him get out there. Let him get this big league experience. I'd rather him do it now than for some reason you bring him up the last week of September. Obviously, that wasn't going to happen, but I'd rather it be now than for some reason something happens and you got to bring him up closer to the playoffs uh, and just let him – let him, uh, let him, you know, get used to pitching in front of the Minute Maid crowd, but then let him go on the road and see what it's like, and then keep him on the roster if needed for uh, the playoffs. And if he be if he pitches like he does in the in the minor leagues and at AAA, then my God, what a weapon that's going to be for the Astros. Oh, 100. Um, 
I think we all know he's a dude, right? I think if anyone a uh, fan of this team covers the team knows Hunter Brown is, is the guy I know. I know that the scouting people, the departments, uh, I still think are holding grudges on, on what Lunau did, but uh, he's, he's a for sure dude. And when he's pumping 99 and then he drops a slider off at 93, 94, like you're, you're flirting in territory that the DeGroms of the world, the people that are doing that with the baseball, it's tough. And I think you guys talked about it on your show this past week. Uh, that slider doesn't really have to be that sharp. I mean, you would like it to be sharp. Uh, I believe Sean was talking to who, uh, Sparky, yeah, right? Sparky. On, yeah, on your show. Sparky. Yeah. If you're if you're touching ninety nine hundred and then you're just throwing a little wrinkle, good good night. I mean, yeah. so I, obviously he's a rookie in the show. He's gonna have uh, some immediate success because it, it's so driven to like we don't have film on this guy, and then they the league starts coming around. Uh, but I would like to see him in high leverage spots. I would like to see him challenge big league hitters with this stuff. And Hey, you may get touched up. That's part of the game. It's part of the growing pains and it's might as well do it when you're up 12 games in the West and four games in the entire American league. Yeah. When you're looking at the uh, potential pitchers for this rotation without Justin Verlander going forward for his 15 day on the IL right now listed, obviously tonight as a open up a series against the Rangers, it's a uh, Framber, and then there's nobody listed for tomorrow, which is Wednesday. They have a day off Thursday. There's nobody listed for Friday at the Angels, and then Saturday, uh, Lance McCullers is listed as the starter. Sunday, the fourth, Jose Arquiti is listed, and then it's back to Framber on September fifth, Monday, which is back home against uh, the Rangers. But then even Tuesday the sixth and Wednesday the seventh, there's nobody listed, and then for the Friday night game because they have another Thursday off. Lance's Lance McCullers Jr. is scheduled. So there's some blanks there. Is it going to be Garcia? Will it be um, Christian Javier? I mean, there's just so many different things that, you know, is going to go into that rotation. But yeah, I, I, throw everybody, including the kitchen sink, and figure it out. You've got a comfortable lead, but you still want to separate yourself from the Yankees and get home field advantage. So it's going to be interesting to see um, what Dusty Baker and James Click and the whole staff kind of figures out. Uh, when it comes to that rotation. The good news is it's nothing muscular for Justin Verlander. They dodged a bullet. You need that horse when it comes to October. 100%. Um, I think they, uh, they got real lucky. Yeah, definitely, definitely lucky. So Jake Myers was optioned back to AAA. Um, James Click also had some media availability today before talking about Justin Verlander, and he basically said we weren't seeing what we thought we were, and we didn't see the improvements that he was going to make, so we felt the need to uh, to send him down. And they recalled J.J. Matichevic. So between J.J. Matichevic, um, David Hensley, Mauricio Dubon, Chaz McCormick, he looks like he's getting ready to play again after having a dislocated pinky. Um, Yuli Gurriel, Trey Mancini, uh, and then who am I thinking of? Oh, and if uh, they bring up Diaz, he's also first baseman. You've got, you know, take Chaz and take Chaz and Dubon out of that. You got four first basemen. So Josh, did you producer Josh? Did you look up uh, Matichevic's games played game games played so far for the Astros? Yeah, he's uh he's right here. He's gonna look it up the JJ Matichevic games, but I'm pretty sure it's nine at first base, eight as a DH. And like a couple in the outfield. In the big leagues, he played nine games at first base, one 
Okay, so so then- I, I think what we're seeing here is that this organization has has kind of it's kind of twofold. You don't have your normal everyday, you know, run of the mill center fielder or left fielder, but you have a lot of dudes that have cross trained throughout the minors and are capable of doing it in the big leagues. I also think that the front office grossly underestimated Jake Myers' return to health um, in the sense that I, I for one, I've, I had a lot of friends that have played this sport and have torn their labrums and haven't really bounced back. I think it's worse than Tommy John. I think your success rate to get back to where you are is probably the worst in all sports. Um, it's just, it just happens. The arm doesn't fire up, and we've seen it. And I, we need Jake healthy. Jake, Jake can still be a, a big piece for this organization. He still is a big piece for this organization. It's just he's still hurt and he's still fighting through it. And that that leads into the offense. That leads into the other things. And so I think they were spinning him up in in a manner like he's going to be ready. And okay, Michael Brantley may or may not be with us. He's still banged up. Well, don't worry, we have Jake coming. Well, then Jake comes up and he's clearly not healthy. Now you're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place because you kind of counted on him to step in that, not the Brantley role, but fill in for that production. And now both are out. Both may not be playing October baseball. Um, that's tough. That's really tough. And now you have all these guys cross-training. Uh, the good thing is that you have a month and a half to cross-train these guys in big league innings. Uh, there'll be some bumps and bruises, uh, but you can at least use this month and a half as an experiment for better or less words. Yeah. Uh, talking about the return for Jake Myers, uh, Dusty said it, Dusty Baker said it in his media availability availability at one point that he wanted Jake Myers to have more reps down at the AAA level and and just not finish up his rehab, just stay down there just to get continue to get healthy and and really acclimate himself back to playing baseball after that long rehab with the shoulder injury. And then today, James Click said during his media availability on a Zoom call, uh, quote, we just weren't seeing it there physically. We will review the return to play process to determine if there were things we could have done better to put him in a, in a position to succeed at the major league level. So what that shows me is mm-hmm. they brought him up way too quick. Yeah. And I think they underestimated his return from that injury. And I'm with you, man. I, I've I've had college teammates that tore their labrum and they were never the same. Ever. That's not on Jake. That's no, just exactly exactly. It's not biology. Right. Um that yeah. that injury, that labrum injury is brutal. You got dudes that, you know. Return like everyone thinks Tommy John. It, it, look, don't I'm not I'm not diminishing the injury of Tommy John, but where we have where we are now in medical advances with Tommy John, like guys can return and throw harder now. And but with the torn labrum, dude, you're in that crazy sling that's like connected to your chest into your forearm, and you have a ball in your hand. Like that thing, that recovery is brutal, brutal. One of our catchers, like he went through that. And literally, it was never the same. Yeah. And it's just such a tough return. Then you got to think about the mental aspect. You got to think about what that does to your mind. Because Jake Myers got brought up late last year, and he played the World Series. And he did well. And then he gets hurt, or he gets hurt late, or whatever it was. But he played in the playoffs. And he saw a lot of playing time. And he was doing well, swinging it well, playing great defense. Obviously, he got hurt, like I said. But now, mentally, he comes back. It's over. 
dude. And he, and he just, he, he couldn't figure it out. I, I, I personally think, and you and I have talked about this here on beyond the diamond. I'm with you. I don't, I don't think he was ever a hundred percent healthy. And I don't think, I think the confidence is, is, is out the window because he's still worried about this. And it's just, you just saw it. It just, he just could not figure it out. And again, he should have, I'm with Dusty as well, kept him down in AAA, swung it a little bit more, get get the confidence back or whatever the case is. I don't know, man, it sucks. But at the end of the day, I think he still will be a big-time factor for the Astros going forward after he gets through this whole thing. Yeah, 100%. I think, and he's going to grow from this. Uh, I, I think Jake Myers is a stud. I think he's a dude. And I, I just, it really irritates me where you see people on Twitter and they're just, crapping on them all this stuff like one they're human two as a competitor you're you're gonna want to be in the show like they're not sucking on purpose like it's just when you're you're banged up and you're fighting through and you're just hoping it comes back that leads to defense that trickles into your offense and it's a snowball effect i mean yeah everyone has that it's just you're not playing in front of you know millions of people like you can have a shitty day when you wake up out of bed you take your dog out to you know, use the restroom, you step in dog shit to start your day off. You go to work, you're sitting in traffic. Then you go to your sitting in your job and you have a sales job. You don't make any sales a day. You go back home. You don't have any dinner because you forgot to grab groceries. Like that shit is normal stuff that this snowballs for human beings. Yeah. That happens to fucking ball players. Like right. he's banged up. He's injured. Like that's a, yeah. It affected his defense, affected his offense. Like, but to sit there and like shit on, like he gave up his body to rob a home run and the ALDS to keep us in a ball game. Like, he literally gave up his body for the Astros and like to sit there and like, now it's not convenient to like be in his corner. That's chicken shit. Yeah, man. I, 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 I just, I'm super um, critical of, of fans these days because it, it's easy to sit on your couch and, and I've, I've said it here on the, on the podcast. Like I, I was hypercritical of Miles straw, but since that, like I, I've I've stopped doing that because at the end of the day, these dudes are big leaguers. I'm sitting on my ass right now talking to you about this on Beyond the Diamond podcast. We're not big leaguers. Yes, we played in college. We didn't play in minor leagues. We didn't play indie ball. We, we weren't played, fucking good enough. Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But at the end of the day, you and I were both good enough to play in college, which is more than 85% of the people that are probably going to watch this. So for them to be critical of Jake Myers because he's struggling after an injury is total bullshit. It's, yeah. it's bullshit. Dude, you wake up, like you said, you wake up and you have a shitty day at work. Who's no going to say no, no one, one gives cares. a shit. No one cares besides probably your boss or your coworkers are going to make one thing, make one comment to you about it, whatever. You go home, you forget about it. These dudes are at the highest level, and they're playing a game. They're playing baseball. You mean to tell me that these dudes are not human? No, it's bullshit. They're human at the end of the day. That shit sucks when you struggle. But these guys with the Astros and the front office and with Dusty Baker continued to give Jake Myers opportunities because they believe in his talent and they thought he was going to turn it around. Just like they continue to give opportunities to Alex Bregman. And you've seen what he's done over the last month or so. Yuli Gurriel has started to figure it out because they, you have to trust your guys. And if you fail, okay, we'll send you back down, Jake. You can figure it out down there. We know that you're going to be a big part of our future, and we're going to review the return-to-play policy to see if we, as the front office, screwed it up, and we yep. didn't put you in the best position to win. 
So I'm glad James Click, the general manager, said that. It's just bullshit, man. Stop criticizing people as far as struggling when they come back. Get me even fired up, man. And when we're talking about Jake Myers, we're talking about Jake Myers, I'll say this last thing. I mean, dude's got great lettuce and a great <laughs> jawline. Just, he does. Man, just, just good just, stuff, man. I, I also think that there's there's not like Jake Myers isn't done with the Astros. Like, and, and it goes back to you saying like Dusty and the front office gave him opportunities day in and day out to, to try to get right and get back. And it just, it just didn't work. Right. And he had options available. So they optioned him down Hey, go get right, you know, down, down in Sugarland. But also as a, we got to realize that the opportunity for an organization to be like, Hey, get right during a major league season is rare. Right. Because we have built such a great lead. I guarantee you if it was a if it was a one game, two, two game lead or or chasing games, that wouldn't have happened. Like the Astros were able to, from a position of strength, be able to 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 try this out. There's no better point than and try to figure it out than the major league baseball and, and figuring out against major league pitchers. Like, yeah, you can go down to Sugarland and rake, you know, you're you're facing some minor league guys, some journeymen. Yeah, you 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 have a good series out in El Paso or or Las Vegas where the ball flies, right? Like the stats will say different. But the highest level to try to get right and being in the show is huge, I think. And the Astros were able to take this gamble and take this risk because they built such a big league and it didn't work. So you know what? Let's let's call up JJ Menachevic. Let's have all these different hybrid athletes. You have Dubon, you have you have Chaz back, you have all these different things. And let's just go. Hey, Jake, figure it out. Let's do that. If, hey, if he gets hot, he figures it out. It clicks. We'll bring him right back up. Like So it, I think the the angle of it and the frame you have to look at, the Astros built such a great lead that they were able to to give this long of a leash. Yeah, I, I it's crazy, man, that we're even having to address things like this because the fan base has been so hypercritical of the lineup and hypercritical of different players when the Astros have had no less than what an eight game lead in the AL West. And yeah, now they're the, they're the number one seed in, in the AL. They're the best team in the American league right now by four games, technically five, because we have the lead over them, over them. Right. So fans are so hypercritical and like, it's like, for what? Like they're winning. Yeah, they're 12 games up right now. We're winning a lot. Oh, um, dude. I, I know we have a tight spot today, but, Hunter Brown, Jeanier Diaz up. Yep. According to reports, we are, we know about Hunter Brown. We right. we talked about Hunter Brown. He he is a dude, but Mr. Diaz. Yeah. You hit, you don't sit. This guy's been raking since the Phil Maton Miles Straw trade. He was 20, just the throw in. We didn't know who he was. He wasn't even their top on their top thirty prospects. Yeah. He's a million ours because our system was down, and the guy has just been raking nonstop. Producer, Josh, 20, there's a there's a tweet by Astros Future that has his entire Astros stat line from the minors. Twenty five uh, bombs, twenty five bombs this season between Corpus Christi and Sugarland. Yeah, but he also Jimmy yeah. also included last year's. It's it's an insane stat line. Oh, since this he, guy just rakes since he, he came to Houston. Is that what you're saying? Or yeah, or it's the whole stat line since he came to Houston. Since he came to Houston, uh, his stat line. He's played 138 games. He has he's slashing 310 batting average, 358 on base percentage, 563 slugging, 176 hits, 27 doubles, 36 home runs, 132 RBIs, and a pretty good strike 
strikeout to walk ratio. That's that's in 138 games. You're getting Hot like that's, damn. That's MVP level. James shit. Click, you may get shit on for the Jake Myers handle situation, but you struck gold, sir. What's the? Does it have his OPS? I think you have to do the math. Uh, math, uh, math stuff. Uh, Three fifty eight plus five sixty three. That's like no, I'm, I'm nine, bad at math. Nine nine twenty, something like that. Not bad, not bad. And just a you know just a, a throw. But that's two trades that we've had yeah. in the last year. Yep. That the throwing guy has emerged into being a dude. Obviously, Diaz has to do it on a major league level, but Montero in the Grayman trade. And now Diaz in the Mayton trade. I like. I kind of want to be the player to be named later in every James Click trade because you're gonna have immediate success. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. I'm glad that they called him up and and uh, obviously Hunter Brown. But watching Diaz, what he's done at the minor league level, um, I mean it's it's a thing of beauty. I mean the dude just rakes. Like I, there's no other way to put it. So I'm I'm interested to see how they work him into a lineup one day and really like let him get his feet wet, uh, make your debut, and uh, I hope he goes three for three with like a bomb in, th- in his debut. I think this, and I and I was gonna put in the group message and I forgot because I was gonna say, do the Astros call up Corey Lee again, good friend? But they did the Diaz instead. He's a catcher. You could almost DH Vasquez now. Have Maldi catching. And then Diaz is your guy for your late replacement. So you're you're keeping Vasquez's bat right. in the lineup. Yeah, Vasquez can pretty much hit every night now. Yeah, yeah. And, and and so with that, and then also a thing. And then also, yeah, and you have three catches. That's what I was gonna say. Literally, what I was just about to say is the Astros are notorious when it comes to this time of the year, they carry three three catchers. A couple years ago, it was Maldi, Chirinos, and Garrett Stubbs. So when you get closer to the postseason, they're carrying three catchers. Now you can utilize Vasquez because Vasquez, I mean, dude, he he, he hits like he, he, just, he, just, he just hits. Hit. Like it, it, I don't care if he's not hitting bombs. The dude's getting on base and he's and he's hitting singles, doubles, like whatever, man. Like setting the table, getting on base. Um, and then you know you can, dude. There's so many different things that they can do. Like obviously, Jordan in his hand situation, right and left hand, that's got to get right. You hope to see the power numbers start to go back up. Hopefully, these these couple of days off, these last few days, and then. You know, they've got a couple of Thursdays off, mix in an off day. But now you can mix in an off day with Jordan because you have guys like Vasquez. You have guys like Mancini. You've got Diaz that's coming up that's going to need to get some at-bats at the big league level. I mean, you've got Hensley that can, that can get reps in too. Like, And it all goes back to what you said earlier. They've, they can do all this because they've built a 12-game lead. And you've got Alex Bregman that has completely turned his season around. Uh, Altuve has been a steady force at the top of the lineup. You've Jeremy Pena is still finding his way through his rookie season. Uh, Kyle Tucker. I mean, it, the list goes on and on. And it's all goes back to that one thing. They've built a 12-game lead, and they are also the number one seed in the American League. So, yeah, bringing up Diaz, solid move. Love love to see that. Can't wait to see Hunter Brown uh, hopefully come out of the bullpen and chunk 99 and uh, blow it by some big league hitters, man. I'm I'm excited. Hundred percent. I think um, the recipe for this golden age has been different from all the other ones because the guys that they bring up are contributors years down the road, and they know the process, they know the routine, they know what the moments like. Learning about it now, yeah, it's not a surprise to them later because they've done it. Look at Jeremy Pena, right? 
Carlos took him under his wing last year. He was like, hey, you're probably going to be the dude next year. Gave him the routine. Gave him everything that you learned in the playoffs, how you carry yourself as a big leaguer. Obviously, his dad was a big leaguer, so we know that. But you get these guys accustomed and, and get them used to what this machine is, and then it's just go play ball. The hardest thing you do is now just walk out there and play baseball. Right. And I what, think that's an uh, underrated thing. What's the uh, What's the saying that you always say? The Astros don't rebuild, they reload, or what is it? What's the saying? We you don't rebuild, have? we reload. Yeah. And you're seeing it. Seeing it again. You're seeing it right there's, now. There's your episode. There's your there's your tagline for the episode. <laughs> there it is, right there. I mean, we just, dude, we just serve it up for your producer, Josh. Now, 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 bring it home, okay? Bring it home. Throw that in the camera. Boom. That's it. That was pretty cool. Huh? That's it. I, Sign us it up, man. Bring us home, dude. Sign us out. I'm gonna bring the ship in. Rough. It wasn't rough waters. Smooth sailing. Bringing the ship in. You got anything else before we get out of here? Nothing. Love you guys. We're, we're going to be back in a couple of days. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, for Apollo Des, I'm Brian Lalima. <laughs>